You're listening to Love Starts Here, a podcast for smart, successful women who are ready to finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your relationship status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, certified love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Love Starts Here. Today, we are talking about triggers and emotional baggage. The word trigger has really become overused and misused recently. I see people all the time, especially on social media, say things like, oh, I'm sorry, were you triggered by my post? When really what they mean was, did you have a negative thought or a negative feeling about my post? Did you not like it? Do you not agree with it? Did it trigger you? No, that is not what a trigger is. That's not how triggers work. The word trigger was initially used when discussing trauma responses, like post-traumatic stress disorder. A trigger was anything that happened that set off a memory or a flashback and kind of transported a person back to the event of his or her original trauma. So for example, passing through the same intersection could trigger a memory of a horrible car accident you were in there. The smell of smoke or the sound of a horn honking or glass breaking, those could be triggers that bring you right back to that moment. So some triggers will set off huge, seemingly uncontrollable responses like becoming catatonic or hyperventilating or running away. And some triggers will set off smaller, often imperceptible responses in people. For our sake today, what we're going to be talking about are triggers in terms of anything that reminds you of a past relationship or brings up past issues or fears or resentments. Everyone has triggers. And although I have yet to find a way to get rid of them completely, it is entirely possible to change the way that you respond to them and make it so that they have a lot less power over you and your life. I see examples of these triggers a lot in a Facebook group I run for people who are choosing to stay with their partners and try to make their relationships work after their partner has been unfaithful. So they'll read a post in the group that triggers them, reminds them of something that happened during their partner's infidelity, or makes them fear that it might happen again, and it will set them off. It will take away all the progress that they've made towards trusting their partner, and they'll be right back at square one, suspicious of everything he does, not believing anything he says, even if he hasn't done anything dishonest for years. This is not only detrimental to their own well-being, but it's also detrimental to their relationship. If you want to move closer to having the happy and healthy relationship that you want and deserve, you don't have to get rid of your baggage. That's actually a pretty unrealistic ask. But you do need to be aware that it exists, recognize when it's an issue, and be emotionally mature enough to deal with it properly. So how do you deal with it when you are being triggered? The first thing is you want to stay in the present and be at peace in the moment. There is a strategy that sometimes helps if you're having a hard time bringing yourself back to the present, where you just start touching and naming things around you. This is a stapler. This is my microphone. This is my phone. This is my computer. Doing that helps ground you back into the present moment, into the here and now, and take you out of wherever you've gone in your brain. 
Once you do that, you want to remind yourself that none of the stuff that happened in the past is actually happening right now. The only thing that is happening now is that you're hearing a sound. You're seeing a date on the calendar. You're having some experience and that you are in control of how you think and feel about that experience. You want to remember that all circumstances, all experiences are neutral. So whether that's a date on the calendar, the smell of smoke, or a man showing up late for a date, those are all just facts. They're all just data. They have no power over you, your thoughts, your feelings, or your responses. The only thing that has the power to make you feel a certain way and respond to a trigger in a certain way is your thoughts about the trigger. So here's what I mean. If you've been dating a guy for a few months and he is 10 minutes late to your date for the second time in a row, your brain might be triggered. It might start telling you stories, reminding you of your ex and how he was always late towards the end of your relationship. And then later you discovered he was late because he was with someone else. Your brain might start telling you stories about how this guy wouldn't be late if he respected you. And if he's willing to disrespect you like this, then what other ways might he be disrespecting you that you don't even know about? You can let your brain keep going and believe me, it will, or you can redirect it. So now that you've listened to this podcast, you will know exactly what's happening when your brain starts up with that story. You can remind yourself, okay, these stories aren't true. Let's look at the facts. The only facts are that the last two times we've had plans, he's been 10 minutes late. I get to decide what I make that mean. I get to decide what to think about that, how to feel about that, and what to do about that. Now, one thing you might decide to do from this space is to ask yourself, why does this bother me so much? But you want to make sure that you ask that question from a place of curiosity and learning and growing, not from a place of judging or shaming yourself. You're just exploring your own brain, not blaming yourself or telling yourself that you should be different. Sometimes when things like this come up, I like to ask myself why a few times until I really get to the bottom of things. So for example, I'll ask myself, why does it bother me so much that he's late again? Well, because he should be on time. Why does it bother you that he's not? Because it's rude and disrespectful. Why does that bother you? Because I've been in relationships with rude and disrespectful people and it wasn't good. Why does that bother you? because I don't want him to turn out to be just like my ex. And by the time I get there, I'm like, oh, I see. (laughs) I'm clearly being triggered by this. So getting to the root cause of your feelings will help you make things make a lot more sense. Another thing you might try to do is communicate with your partner about the trigger and get more information to try to understand what's really going on. That's a great next step. But you want to make sure that you're taking that action from a place of curiosity and love, or even just from a neutral place, rather than from a place of doubt, mistrust, anger, or fear. Because although the actions might be the same, you're going to get very different results. So here's what I mean by that. If you're thinking, he's cheating on me, he's just like my ex, or even he doesn't respect me, you're probably going to be feeling angry, afraid, 
hurt, mistrusting, if you approach him to have a conversation about the trigger from that place, you're going to come off very accusing, very defensive, and he's going to feel like he's in trouble for no reason and automatically feel like he has to defend himself. The result is probably not going to be a calm, rational conversation where both parties reach a mutual understanding. (laughs) If, however, you're thinking, I wonder what's caused him to be late again. I just need to get some more information on this, or I hope everything's okay with him. You're probably going to be feeling more curious, more interested, more caring, or even just neutral. The way that you approach the conversation from that space is going to be very different, and that conversation is a lot more likely to be calm and rational. Now, the answers that you get might give you more clarity and might make you feel more comfortable with what's happening, and they might not, but at least it opens the door for you to understand what's actually going on rather than just assuming the past is repeating itself. And it gives you the opportunity to communicate with your partner what you need moving forward. Hopefully, you can reach a place where you both feel like you've been heard by the other person and can move forward, letting go of the trigger. Now, the last thing that I want to add about triggers is that they are not the same as red flags. I see women post in Facebook groups all the time wanting to know, is this a red flag? When really, they're just talking about something that's triggering them. Or they're not even asking that question. They're just sharing something that's happened in their relationship. And someone will comment, girl, that's a red flag. You need to run. So before we wrap up, I want to remind you that just because something is a trigger for you or for someone else, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a red flag. Triggers might just be indications that there's a personality difference that is usually resolvable through communication. A red flag, on the other hand, is usually a warning of danger. A red flag is an indication of something that you consider to be a deal breaker in a relationship. So for example, if he gets upset about something and you want to talk about it right now, but he wants to talk about it in the morning, his unwillingness to talk about it right then might be a trigger for you. But when everyone is calmer, you can have a conversation about why you like to address things right away and why he likes to wait and how you can handle that difference moving forward in a way that works for both of you. That is a trigger. On the other hand, if you consider domestic violence a deal breaker, and you should, if he gets upset about something and punches a hole in the wall, that is a red flag because that is an indication of something that you consider to be a deal breaker. The more that you work to recognize your triggers and neutralize them using some of the strategies that we've talked about today, the more you will trust yourself and the easier it will be for you to see when something truly is a red flag versus a manageable trigger. All right, guys, that's what I have for you this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Love Starts Here podcast. For more tips, tools, love and support, be sure to join the Love Starts Here Facebook group. To learn more about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa to take your love and life to the next level, visit www.melissamsnow.com. 